in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day. Don't forget, still got some time to get in on the, uh, the, the fantasy draft contest. Also... The battle for the belt. That's the big push right now. You're going to be hearing the promos here on uh, ESPN Asheville you're going routinely to hear a, over the next few weeks. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of my voice. <laughs> Everybody always says, hey, when are you going to develop that radio voice that I hear out of other people? I'm not. As time goes on, hater after hater, it just gets more gravelly and angry. <laughs> battle for the belt. Contest signups are live. And uh, you can go to the description of the YouTube video. You can also go to our social medias to find all of the links. And, of course, on the front page of thesportsocracy.com, we've got the QR codes posted and the links to follow so you can get in on this year's Battle for the Belt. Two different contests, two different belts. There will Somebody be two. could, in theory, walk out of this looking like old Tribal Chief or whatever Paul Heyman's buddy's name is, <laughs> carrying both belts at the same time. Could possibly be. Michael Meadows was our champion of the standard DFS weekly game last season, and uh, so we'll have the standard contest again in which Michael will defend his title, but we also have the Eliminator Challenge. It is the brainchild of Flostradamus Jeremy Green. The I just like Ninja. making things hard. Yeah, he's... Wow. Wow. Somebody clip that for me. I need that for later on. Uh, <laughs> what are you, six years old? I am indeed. Uh, <laughs> so sign up for the Battle for the Belt. All uh, The proceeds going to Eblen Charity St. Nicholas Project. Just like they did last year, we were able to give them a sizable donation on behalf of the Sportsocracy and the House of Reprehensibles last year, and we want to do even more this year. So support a great cause, support the kids in our area, making sure that they have gifts under the tree at Christmas. This is also one time that you can legally write off playing fantasy football. You know, never thought of that. My wife pointed that out to me last night. I did not think of that. Yeah. So we'll explain the the intricacies of the Eliminator, and we'll we'll refresh you on the rules. That'll be Thursday. That's right. In the Fantasy Football Quarter Marathon Spectacular. Noon until 6 p.m. this Thursday, we will be wall-to-wall with coverage of your fantasy football season. Mock drafts, we'll have rankings, we'll have strategies, we'll answer all your football questions, and of course it will all be solely on the YouTube stream, so it will be completely uncensored. And I could be the same color as our logo, because uh, I will be spending tomorrow at Panthers <laughs> camp with the Carolina Panthers and the New York Jets. That is right, that is right, and um, I want I, I want to go ahead and get this out uh, before, b- before we get into other things. 
Tomorrow we will not have a program. Jeremy and his father are going down to, to Spartanburg to the Panthers camp with the New York Jets joint practices. Papa Green has only seen the New York Jets in live person uh, twice, I think, in his entire life. Really? Yeah. This wow. will be three. That's awesome. And uh, so yeah, I, I'm I, glad you guys get to share. That well, together. I texted him earlier and I said, are you in a hurry? And you'll explain in a minute. Right. I, I'm at your behest. Whatever you want to do. You you have access that you have never had before. So whatever you want to do. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, tomorrow afternoon, I will not be here because uh, we've got a uh, they got to take my wife to a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Uh, so just prayer warriors out there, say a little prayer for us. Uh, we need some we need some good news in the medical side of things. So uh, tomorrow will be a wash for us here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, Thursday will be Atlanta Braves baseball, but we'll make it up to you by giving you the quarter marathon, six hours of nonstop. Well, I mean, it's six hours, so we'll stop after six hours of fantasy football, uh, answers, questions, strategies, mock drafts, all of that right here in the sportsocracy. Today is a power rankings Tuesday. And, and we felt PFF put out their rankings of the best rosters in the NFL, and we felt like this would be a great time to rehash something that we did roughly a year and a half ago, the state of every NFL franchise. Absolutely. This is going down the most important categories of making a franchise run, right? You got this your, is your owner. Yep. This is your front office. This is the current state of your front office. So there are some younger GMs. You'll see one with – our first team here momentarily. Your coach, rookie head coaches don't know exactly what they are, so they're pushed down. Your quarterback, which is their contract and their talent, and the overall talent of your roster. And we have ranked every NFL franchise from 1 to 32. 1 to 32 in every category. Obviously, the lower score is going to win here because we total up all of your rankings and then come up with the composite score. So the lower score wins, just like in golf. Yep, and one team got an 11, which is it's really low considering our first team was over 140 because <laughs> they're really bad, and you will find. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. And that is the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, man, this was, you know, a Did year and a half, you? two years ago, There's dubbed seven. by one Jeremy Green, the best team in the NFC. Well, here's the thing. It I, all crumbled. I, I, I believed for a minute, and then I realized, oh, no, wait, this is a house of cards. But I'm punch. Yeah. Because, look, you're just not good. I mean, the highest rated thing on this team is the front office, and you have a rookie GM. He made one of the great fleece trades in NFL history, and that is the best thing and the only thing going for your franchise right now. Arizona is bad, 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 bad. And when you factor in the contract and the play that you expect to get out of your quarterback, they're dead last in the NFL. Yeah. Because you're paying top-end quarterback money and getting Colton Ebenezer McCoy. Look, the Cardinals have... 
Two first-round picks next year that belong to two of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, themselves there, and the Houston Texans. Yes. There are only, I think, two, maybe three teams that can break up that party from them they having will have, one and two. They will have two picks in the top five. I said on draft night they will have the first and second pick in the draft. That can change your whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to get back to seven where you were a year and a half ago when we did this? No. No, that's not coming. But I, I did see enough out of that one trade to go, okay, you could end up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., just like Rob Johnson just said in our YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. That changes a lot. Or you could trade them both and have four years' worth of picks. They'll keep one. I, they, I believe they'll keep one. They'll draft Marvin Harrison. Just remember trade. where you heard this. I'm not 100% sure you're accurate. Really? If, if this season goes the way I think it will, there's a great chance they're going to have one and two, and I'm not sure that any team could bypass the bounty that they would get for those two. Even though Kyler Murray's a bit of a head case, getting off the money, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. These two picks are worth exponentially more than he is, was, or ever will be. Mm-hmm. And there have been some rumblings in league circles that they could possibly trade them both. Now I wouldn't. I, I. I don't. I don't think that's out of the question. I don't either at all. Because there's a possibility with how good next year's class is that you could get Marvin Harrison and and uh, Alt, the left tackle from Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, there's there are a lot of players mm-hmm. in this class. When you have one and two, you control the draft, and there are going to be more than one. There will be more than one team that needs a quarterback right there staring straight at my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, who will be in that could be in that scenario. Uh, and Joshua Penix, who said, as a Cards fan, at least the young guys are playing well. That's one thing to look at. And here's the other thing to look at. The last time we did this, the team that was 32 was the Detroit Lions. 31 was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. My Things the, change yeah. quickly in this league. Yeah, my how the fortunes of those teams have changed. So the Cardinals come in at number 32. Number 31, the Houston Texans, right? You would have thought that, mm-hmm. and I would have thought that. But it's not. Not so fast, my friend. The Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders coming in at number 31, just barely edging out the de- the team in front of them. Yeah, you know what the 30. difference is? They have a young uh, signal caller. You don't. Mm-hmm. They have a young, I believe, up-and-coming head coach. You don't. I know what your coach is. I generously said he was the fourth-worst coach in the league because there's three rookies behind him. I'd take D'Amico Ryans right now over. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that the Raiders have going for them other than their stadium. Like That's the only thing. Owner's bad. Front office is historically bad. Uh, in terms of drafting. Now, that was Mayock, who has now moved on. I don't feel much better about Dolph Ziggler right now. Mm-hmm. Your coach is bad. You're paying high-end quarterback money, and I'm not even sure that guy's going to be on the field, and there's nothing behind him. Yep. The roster is fine. It's middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. We put it at 22. Mm-hmm. PFF put it at 22. There's not a lot of There's not a lot to jump up and down about right now. No. This is going to be... I think a terrible, terrible season for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think this might be one of the scenarios where I was, you know, a year too early. If you had any other coach, I would, I would say you're too hard on them. 
but I don't buy Josh McDaniels. Everything in this franchise seems to be just paddling in a great big circle. And But this is another team that, you know, you give it a year. You wind up with Drake May. You wind up with, with Caleb Williams. And weird, now you're looking at a roster with Caleb Williams throwing to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see, that's better. Yeah. That's how quick it can turn around. Absolutely. I mean, you look at their schedule this year, and they only play maybe two or three teams that I think they're at least at level with or they're a little more talented than that other team. Every other team beats you in the talent market, and every other team will drag you down the sidewalk in coaching. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be pretty for Las Vegas Raiders fans. And I don't, I don't know that it's going to change anytime soon. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I love about this metric that we use is that ownership and, and all of those things, you're stuck with that. That's, that's where it's going to be. So those things hurt you more than a lot of other things do. Mm-hmm. At number 30. Now, this is where you get that team that I thought was going to be 32. The Houston Texans. The only thing that, that shot them up, uh, by the way, one point ahead of the Las Vegas Raiders was the fact that they just drafted C.J. Stroud. So you have a really cheap quarterback that could very well be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we put Bryce Young at 12, C.J. Stroud at 13, Anthony Richardson at 14. Because even if they're not great, they're cheap. Yep. And I will give you the same point of reference that I gave earlier. Because you argued for Kirk Cousins being higher. Kirk Cousins makes six times more money than Bryce Young does. Is he six times the quarterback? No. Then he can't be ahead of him. That makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. Houston Texans, they gave up their number one pick next year. Their first round pick next year. And there's a lot of hubris coming from their fans that I don't get. Well, it's because they're listening to choice voices in the sports media. Colin Cowherd is number one. I don't think I've heard Colin Cowherd talk about the Houston Texans in this offseason once where he didn't say, this is going to be a team that wins seven to nine games. And I can't even kind of figure out how he gets down that path. They couldn't win nine games in the XFL. (laughs) They they win nine (laughs) games in the NFL. I mean, I like D'Amico Ryans, and I think he's going to be an excellent coach in this league. And you you have a couple of pieces on this roster that I go, okay, I mean, those mm-hmm. those aren't bad. Yeah, your, your you have... high side is good. I mean, you got Laramie Tunsil, who I think is a top five tackle in the league. A mm-hmm. couple young pieces. I really like Jalen P- Petrie last year. I'm not sure Derek Stingley can be any worse than he was last year. Uh, and, and Will Anderson's a very good pass rusher. Mm-hmm. You start getting into the teens, and all right, point of comparison, name me a team – that you think is really solid to win eight, nine games this year? The Giants. The 11th best player for the New York Giants is probably Darren Waller. The 11th best player for the Houston Texans is someone you've never heard of. (laughs) Is Noah Sheldon Rankins. There you go. Let's go. Who was the fourth defensive tackle for the Jets last year? So, look, the fact that you're drafting well, that's fine. Overall talent is worse. This is the worst roster I've ever seen. It is only fractionally better than last year. And people say, oh, but but, but they were competitive. Yeah, because most teams in the NFL don't just get boat raced Mm -hmm. because you still have 53 pros on your roster. All right, this is not like Alabama playing Vanderbilt. 
There's a big difference between those two things. It's a terrible roster. It's a terrible franchise. And it's going to be exploded in roughly six months. And everyone that currently says, I work for the Houston Texans, is eventually going to say, thank you for stopping at McDonald's. Can I supersize your order today? (laughs) Sure. If you're just tuning in with us, it is a Power Rankings Tuesday, and this is the Power Ranking of all Power Rankings. We're taking everything important to winning in the NFL into account and come up with your composite future score for your franchise and so far, it's the Arizona Cardinals, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Houston Texans as the most devoid of talent across the board. And 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 when we come back from the break, there will be a team that is near and dear to one of our hearts. And secret time, his name rhymes with stank. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Are you Beer City's best fantasy football player? Your chance to prove it is back. The Sportsocracy's Battle for the Belt is back for year two with two ways to win. Our standard contest and the new Eliminator Challenge for the most hardcore of football fans. Play fantasy football with us every week of the NFL season and compete for a cause with proceeds benefiting Evelyn Charity's St. Nicholas Project. Register today at thesportsocracy.com and take your shot at the title of Beer City's Fantasy Football Challenge. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. The Sportsocracy. This is G. Duggaroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Welcome back into a Power Rankings Tuesday. Looking at your ownership, your front office, your coach, talent on the roster. What else? Oh, let's see. It's your front office, your coach, your quarterback, your overall talent, and your owner. There you go. Taking all of those into account. We we ranked them, every team in the NFL, by each one of those categories to come up with your overall franchise State of the Union score. Worst in the league, it's the Cardinals, Raiders, Texans, followed closely by the first team I've ever seen put out their initial depth chart and their starting quarterback is or the Tampa <laughs> Baker Buccaneers. Yeah. My, how the mighty have fallen. Look, we knew this was coming. We knew as soon as Tom Brady left this team, they were going to be in teetotal hell. And that's exactly where they find themselves. Still have a lot of Super Bowl 
Super Bowl winners left on this roster. Mm. The problem is you don't have the signal caller. You've you've got some Super Bowl winners left. Uh, I I after I saw that initial depth chart, I started really looking at your roster, going for as bad as I think you are, which is six seven wins. Mm-hmm. You better pray to whoever you pray to that injuries do not befall you. That is one of the worst second units I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, Preseason, spent- you will get demolished by any Absolutely. team in the NFL. Well, because you spent so much money on the starters, you've got so many high-end contracts, guys getting money like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and hell, you're giving Russell Gage $10 million a year, and Ryan Jensen and Shaq Barrett, and you've just... You've stacked up all of these major uh, major guys uh, or, or major money guys on the starting roster. You don't have money for anybody else. You got rookies and a whole bunch of dudes you've never heard of on the second string of this team. It's going to be a terrible year, guys. I keep trying to tell all of my Tampa Bay Buccaneer fr- uh, fan friends, this is not going to be pretty. Awful. Todd Bowles is probably the worst coach in the nfl yes yes he is and there's no getting around that the guy had tom brady last year and could only win eight games mm-hmm. it's bad bad it bad bad, bad, it's bad terrible it's terrible yet this is still a franchise that believes they have a chance to contend uh dirt bikes and disc golf said he's going to the steelers bucks preseason game this weekend okay uh hopefully baker does it baker but He's gonna. I'm not sure he's actually the starter. He's not. And I, I told you, we talked about this for a long time today. I did not think you could go into the season with Kyle Trask as the starter because I don't know how you're supposed to sell that to the fan base. I also don't know how you sell it to the fan base with how bad Baker has been. You cannot, I mean, you're not going to sell it any other way. This is a franchise that is split, and I'm not, I don't even think it's split 50 50. I honestly believe we in Buccaneers Nation are 70-30 going, we want Kyle Trask to be the starter. Baker's terrible. He's only proved it in training camp. The only reason that you give him the start is because of the name. You ran 24 pass plays in the morning session of your of training camp this mm-hmm. morning. Five of them ended up in interceptions. Yep. That's over 20%. Yep. That is horror awful. And it ain't and it ain't the first time. No, it's not. Baker's been an interception machine in training camp. And Kyle Trask has been a little better, but not by much. It's a terrible team. Terrible team. Uh, I don't really want to talk about him anymore. Uh <laughs> let's move on to number twenty eight. The Indianapolis Colts. Your owner is a train wreck. Uh I, I just He's a, he's a big fan of snow showers and domestic lights and, and tweeting things. And now your star running back has left your camp to rehab his shoulder on his own. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot really to cling on to here, except for the fact you do have a young quarterback. You do have – I really like Chris Ballard, and I always have. I'm just not – sure that you're not starting to see more of who he is as opposed to who he was mm-hmm. he had some home runs there haven't been as many of those in in recent years 
It's been a lot of walking away from draft classes going, uh. It might. Ooh. Might work. Could be. I mean, I and look, I like Josh Downs. There's been a lot of positive about him. I'm I'm just not, I, I'm not sure where all these things fall in. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what this team is. I know you have a train wreck of an owner. You have a first-year head coach. You have probably the rawest quarterback I've ever seen go in the top ten of a draft. And your star player is at home rehabbing himself. Yeah. Minus a number one wide receiver. I mean, I feel like this offense looks like a, a team, at least on paper, that that could be good. Michael Pittman's shade will not be tolerated here. Michael Pittman's he's a not dog. A one. He's not a one. I don't feel like Is he a top that. 32 receiver in the NFL? Okay, yes. Fine. We have this argument a lot, and it always seems to center on Michael Pittman. And I would think you would be overly nice to him because his dad won you a Super Bowl. So, And I love him for that, it, I, and I get it. But I don't feel like he's a true number one. Is he one of the most talented on the team? Yes, okay, whatever. But there are a lot of teams that don't even have number ones, that don't even qualify in that. We're talking about, like, the New York Giants. Common sense, common sense ain't common in the, Utah, in the YouTube comments. Uh, said Michael Pittman's a 1B. I can get down with that. Yeah. I can get down with that. That's kind of my point. That's fine. He's not a true one. He's a two. And if you had, I don't know, somebody else. Factor fiction with a better quarterback, he would be a top 20 receiver in the NFL. Maybe. He wound up with the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's, That's always been my point of if you can name me the great receiver that's been fantastic with <laughs> Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers and Gardner Minshew, right. I would. I am here to listen to it. I can't name that guy. But I look, I look at this team, at least the offense. I look at the offense and I go, that does kind of look like pre-A.J. Brown Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's built mm-hmm. pretty much the same way. So I think there is some future here with Indianapolis. You're going to have not, to improve It's the not defense. this year. No. And everybody's going to have to grow. Mm-hmm. You just have to know. Look, Indianapolis is telling you. I, I had, and I can't remember now who it was, but somebody commented out that, that Gardner Minshew is going to start 17 games for the, for the Colts. No. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. If he gets to four, I'll be shocked. And I hope you can turn this thing into a winner before uh, Shaq Leonard retires. Uh, well, he's only 26 years old. He's 28. So I, uh, okay. he, he's 28. So you got five years. I feel like that's that's plenty of time to grow. Like by the time of the end of the five year extension, if I was looking into my crystal ball of the team that's going to win a lot more games in twenty twenty four than they win in twenty three, Indianapolis would be really high on that list. That's fair. You need to be bad. Mm-hmm. You need to catch one of those sweetheart schedules where you play the dregs of every division. You're not gonna, but because you got the Texans in your division. <laughs> All right, it is uh it's 3:30. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue with the uh the the franchise power rankings here on a Power Rankings Tuesday in the Sportsocracy. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Our communities are filled with wonderful people 
who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We're coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. Time to get just a bit outside, and let's go to the world of baseball, where this story just took off yesterday. Kevin Brown. I, I know what this is. Kevin Brown. If you don't know the name, haven't heard the story yet, Kevin Brown the play-by-play announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. He worked on uh, their regional network there, Masson TV. And on July the 23rd, that was the last time he called one of the games on television. He just mysteriously disappeared from the broadcasts. Hasn't been back since. Finally, the question was asked, I guess, of what happened to Kevin Brown. And someone, I guess, within the organization said that he had been suspended indefinitely. When they went trying to trace back what occurred to cause this suspension, did he did he have one of those like Castellanos moments? Did he <laughs> did nope. he did he did he have an A's broadcaster slip up? No. Nope. No, nope, not that. Uh apparently well they they don't like him telling the truth. Or at least the owners don't like him telling the truth about the team. Because they traced it back to July the 23rd to a spot where he was talking about how god-awful this franchise has been against the Tampa Bay Rays down at the Trop. And he went over all the stats from the last 16 series saying that they were 0-15-1. The last time that they had got a win was in 2017 uh, and, and just went on and on about how just stating facts. He didn't even he didn't even riff on it. He didn't say Every anything one of those offensive. Is true. Right. He didn't say anything offensive about how you know the the management of the team or the ownership of the team. None of that. He gave straight facts. And the ownership of the team apparently did not like that. Now, since all of this has happened, reporters have been asking for the front office for a statement on this, and they finally gave one. And they said, Well, we're not going to tell you why Kevin Brown's not here. But we could tell you it's not because he was stating facts on the July 23rd broadcast. Now, I don't know then if there's anything else. Right, exactly. Tell us why. We don't comment on personnel matters. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should. Well, I mean, Because right now, you look awful in this. Absolutely. And Peter Angelos has been taking all this heat for all these years from the Baltimore Orioles fans and to the point where they have now had to ban signs from the stadium for their next upcoming game that have any combination of words uh saying angelos sell 
uh, move the team, just all of these things. Like, this is just a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire, and I can't believe that you are this thin-skinned. And this is a great time for me to break out a phrase that I am really fond of, and I don't get to say much because we don't talk about this sport, because... Baseball. Baseball. (laughs) Which is in the same vein of what I'm going to say at the end of this story. I have said many times now that Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy are the same dude. One of them just likes complex carbohydrates much more than the other one does. In this single offseason, we've already had Sean Payton apparently forget, not take off his Fox hat and go after the New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett, and the previous regime that he took over for in Denver. And now, you know, he's really laying down the law about how things are supposed to go in the preseason. So he told the media he has four rules for players in preseason games after they come out of the game. I've never heard any of these. Dip, dodge, duck, and dive. (laughs) Yeah, that would actually be better than what he gave. (laughs) Uh, Number one, players must completely take off their uniforms after they're done playing. So once you're done, you have to take it all off, I I guess, so we don't get the confusion of who's going back at the game. I, I don't, I mean, okay, I don't get why that's a rule, but okay, that one, that one doesn't bother me that much. Number two, players are under no circumstances allowed to wear sunglasses. Okay. For why? What if the sun's in your face? So I just have to sit here and let the sun burn out my retinas for what purpose? It gives you that Clint Eastwood desert stare. Number three, bucket hats, or as Sean Payton calls them, Gilligan hats are strictly forbidden. I actually don't mind that one because no grown man should wear one of those. Only, unless they're at the beach and they are uh, they burn easily. Sean only allows visors. Four, players, regardless of status, are not allowed to take interviews during the game. So if the, the sideline reporter wants to come over and talk to somebody, no. Nope. Now, he was asked why these were rules. He would give no explanation whatsoever. He doesn't have to. Okay, elaborate on that. I mean, he's the coach. He's the coach. He's the de facto GM. He's running the show here. And and, and that's fine. My way or the highway. Yeah, that. That that what you just said. Mm -hmm. That's going to be his downfall. You mark my words. Maybe. I've, I've read this book before. Of things go sideways, and you have the loosey goosey coach that lets the quarterback have his own office in the in the, and then you bring in the disciplinarian. Yeah, you know what tends to happen? The disciplinarian gets run out of town too, and then they figure out, oh, you know what? There's there's something in the middle of that, and that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Every passing day. I become more convinced that Sean Payton is going to eviscerate his legacy in, in Denver. Really? I hate that roster top to bottom. But why? I hate it. Just because it's a bunch of yeah buts? It's a whole lot of Pat Sertan. <clears throat> and then? And then what do we do well? Oh, not much. And we're in the <laughs> AFC, which is evil. Okay. 
But yeah, bucket hats. That's that's your problem. Gotta set the culture. Ugh. Never been happier. I said no in my entire life. Ooh, speaking of setting culture, let's get back to the power rankings, the futures, the state of all 32 NFL teams, ranking them by all the most important categories from ownership down to your quarterback at number 27. The Washington Commanders. Oh, Ron Rivera. He's just, you know, it's just he's a culture setter. Look, I... I want to like Ron Rivera better than I do. Uh-huh. And then he does things like he did today, mm-hmm. which Where? is throw Eric Bieniemy directly under the bus. Absolutely. Eric Bieniemy who has all of the uh all of the criticism against him about he doesn't do well with some players and there have been a, a lot of players that he's been standoffish with and blah 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 blah. Well, now he's in a new place in Washington. And it's all started again. Ron Rivera already smelling blood in the water that they brought Eric Bieniemy in to take his job. So he's throwing Eric. B- yeah, that's this is my tinfoil hat moment. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bieniemy. He says that some of the players are quote a little concerned about Eric Bieniemy's level of intensity in training camp. He told this to the media that he's had to tell players, "Hey, why don't you just go talk to Eric and maybe he'll calm down a little bit." I get he's all gung ho right now, but you know he's just—he has his own way of doing things. You can just talk to him. But no, now you have players coming to Ron to complain about Eric Bieniemy, and what's worst off is that now he's telling the media this, which okay. is a bad sign. Hundred percent, it's a terrible sign. So in the chat, I'm—we're uh, we're getting eviscerated for having the the the, the commanders this low. How? A, it's a mathematical formula. This ain't our opinion. All right, we put in the numbers. It spits it out. That's where it's at. Uh, Joey Rises asks, how do those rankings equal 27? Because that's where you fit in the NFL, and then it spits it out at the end. Mm -hmm. It's an average. You'll notice that the numbers get smaller as we go up. I gave you 15th for your owner. He's been here for four seconds. (laughs) I'm using him with the Sixers to get him this high. Your front office is abysmally bad and has been forever Mm -hmm. i don't buy your coach i think he's got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel you have a quarterback that's taken night or that has thrown 19 passes in his career but then you get the talent the talent talent i think we had you what 18 you're a mediocre middle of the pack team in the nfl it's everything else that bothers me now a year from now that could be fine but then you get to the point of Ron Rivera sitting. Eric Bieniemy was a home run for Washington. You've had 17 practices and you already just chucked him out in front of a moving car. Yep. That's a really bad look. <laughs> As a horrifically bad. And look, you're here. This is coming from a man who absolutely loves Sam Howell. I think your offense is markedly more talented than other people do. And I think the defense in the front seven, at least, is going to have a bit of a resurgence this year. At the end of the day, I still look at it's going to take a minute for Josh Harris to undo all of these things. Mm -hmm. You had the worst owner in professional sports, which made it impossible for you to hire Will because people with options didn't want to work for Dan Snyder. It's going to take a minute, but that's how you get this low. That's why we love these rankings because facts don't care about your feelings. 
This is just where it is. Washington is in kind of a nebulous spot. Mm-hmm. It's going to get – I'll make this sweeping declaration. Next year when we do this, there'll be five spots higher. Period. You see more of Sam Howell only a year down the line. I think you'll be fine. But in terms of franchises in the NFL, what this ranking basically says, if I could coach any team in the NFL – I got 32 job offers at one time. Which one would I take in order? Mm-hmm. I'll wait. As we go through this, you name me the one you would take Washington ahead of. If you've got one, I'm, I I won't argue with you. Mm-hmm. It's your opinion. I don't have one because I know the 26 that are coming, and there's not one there. Speaking of, let's go to number 26. It's the Chicago Bears. I don't like Justin Fields, and we all know it. Mm -hmm. I have long said that I don't necessarily believe he's a great quarterback in the NFL. Now, here's where things kind of change. Your front office just absolutely annihilated the draft because you were able to trade down from one to nine, get a ton of future draft capital, and you still got Fields on a rookie deal. A year from now, eh. they're going to win eight games, minimum. Mm-hmm. This is the team I am the heaviest on in the futures market. A, look at the schedule. B, the roster is drastically better. C, it's a second year in a coach that I'm starting to warm to. I don't like hiring defensive coaches. Really? I don't. You're warming to Matt Eberflus. I'm warming to what he's doing. I'm warming to the fact that he is a defensive coach that took a job with a quarterback that's not a great thrower of the football. All right, let me – I know that will get 100 YouTube comments because every time I say that, it does. He's not a consistently great thrower of the football. but He's a dynamic weapon. So what did he do? He steered into it. Now I've got two high flyers on the outside and DJ Moore and Chase Claypool – Darnell Mooney, who's fast enough, but short. So what does that mean? It means Justin Fields is going to be overrun at will. Some people said they would take the Washington job over over Chicago. Really? You'd work for the work in progress, which is what Chicago was two years ago. Now I, I believe in Ryan Poles markedly more than I believe in anybody calling shots in Washington. Mm-hmm. And could I be wrong? Absolutely. Washington is probably the biggest liability I have this year. If they come out in the same team they were last year, yep, egg on face. And I'll have to go, whoops, oopsie, whoopsie. Got that one wrong. There's zero shot Chicago comes out and is the same team they were last year. This will be a better team. I still don't think it's a very good team. The defense will be better than they were. You say they're drastically better. That roster is drastically better. Darnell Mooney was the one last year. I could argue he's the three right now. Depends on how they feel about Komet. Or not, uh, or, uh, Claypool, I mean. Sorry, I was trying to find a way to get Cole Komet's name into this. Well, they should feel like they just want to bury Chase Claypool and that whole deal in the past. Well. You gave up a second-round pick. Which was that. basically a one. It was, it was terrible. First, it, I agree with that. It was absolutely terrible. I agree with that. And I wanted to have Ryan Poles higher in the front office rankings, but I couldn't. I think he did a lot of good things. That, Chase, Clay, that. that Chase Claypool deal was... A young GM thinking he could fix everything with one trade. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he was he was 
he was bidding against himself and he didn't realize that. Yep. I could do that same thing with a lot of GMs. Maybe not that bad. But I still think Chase Claypool, Claypool is a fine player. All right. Number 25. It's the Tennessee Titans. This is one that's going to catch some. Uh, if you didn't have Mike Vrabel, I can't tell you where you would be. We have him as the seventh best coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're still this low. Because, frankly, the roster is not very good. No. You have a first-time GM that I it's hard for me to rank, and I love Rand Carthon. Your quarterback situation, you're paying a considerable amount of money for what exactly? I mean, was he 20? Best case scenario, he's 16. And you've used two not high-end pieces of draft capital, but a second-day pick and a very early third-day pick on Malik Willis, who may or may not even make the roster. Right. And he was actually back in the third, so two second-day picks in two years. Mm-hmm. You still have a quarterback that we know of. You have an offense that's built to run the ball and possibly the worst offensive line in the league. But DeAndre it's, Hopkins it makes it all funny. better. It is quite funny really? to look at that offensive line. And, and it's think awful. About, think about what it was like three years ago when Derrick Henry was running for, you know, 1,800 yards or whatever as compared to what it is now. Uh, West Virginia Willie in the YouTube comments said, I have a question. What direction are the Titans trying to move in? Like, what's their plan? I have no idea. <laughs> they went out, I mean, they went out and got DeAndre Hopkins like they're still in the mix for something. And I don't, I don't really understand it. I, it's, all right, so take out my feelings on the defense because you're higher on it than I am. Yes. Even if you think that's a top five defense in the NFL. Which is not. How are you going to score? Your top two receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, who's 31 years old, hasn't played a complete season in two full years. Okay, let's say I feel good about that. Traylon Burks, that's your two. You have nothing else. Mm-hmm. From there, it's like Nick Westbrook, Akina, and Kyle Phillips. I like Chigakonkwa a lot. This is not a high-flying offense. This is not an offense that I think can routinely score 20 points a week. In the NFL, that ain't going to happen. Jekyll said King Henry. That's how they scored. Not behind that offensive line or not. Mm-hmm. You could have Barry Sanders and Earl Campbell running behind that line. You'll be lucky to break 1,000 yards. I don't think you understand how bad that offensive line is. Yep. They're on their third and fourth tackle as we're sitting here. And it's only because Mike Vrabel is keeping the keeping the guys in line and he's a hell of a motivator and he can have this team win more games than their talent says they're supposed to. That's the brightest spot you have right now. Now with Rand Carthon coming on to be the, the GM, I like your future a little bit better, but you're going to have to load some talent onto this team in the next couple of years if you want to take this division away from the Jacksonville Jaguars anytime soon. And that's the thing. I now feel like you're two years behind the Colts. You're at least three years behind the Jaguars. So it's it's just a rough spot to be in. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN. Asheville Green on Green is coming up next. It's time for Bangers for the AFC East. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. Are you Beer City's best fantasy football player? Your chance to prove it is back. The Sportsocracy's Battle for the Belt is back for year two with two ways to win. Our standard contest and the new Eliminator Challenge for the most hardcore of football fans. Play fantasy football with us every week of the NFL season and compete for a cause with proceeds benefiting Evelyn Charity's St. Nicholas Project. Register today at thesportsocracy.com and take your shot at the title of Beer City's Fantasy Football champion. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. We continue to count down to the start of the NFL season, going division by division with the best futures in each division. Today, we're to my division, your division, the division of your 2023 Super Bowl champion, New York Jets, the AFC East. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. All right, I'm going to be frank with you. You could give me any name here that's not the New England Patriots, And you could explain it to me in a way that you probably got me to see your way of thinking. The Bills are plus 120. The Jets are plus 270. The Dolphins are plus 300. I don't know how good you are at math, but that makes the Dolphins the best bet because I'm not sure that's not the most talented roster in this division. The problem is that I trust their quarterback about as much as I trust myself around a plate of Taco Bell, which is not much. That's why I weigh 300 pounds. That's the highest odds, and I could get behind it. I just don't trust Tua. So that takes it down to the Bills and the Jets. You're catching no value at plus 120. I think the Bills have regressed. The Jets and the Dolphins have both gotten better, so I don't find that to be a very smart bet. So that means you can call me a homer. You can say whatever you want to, but I'm going with the fighting J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets at plus 270 to win the AFC East. I did it with the Nuggets. I'm going to do it with the Florida State Seminoles, and I'm going to do it with the New York Jets. I'm going to will it into existence. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles, love the winnings with me. Mulling out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. 
It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen live in the Ingles studio on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. You get your thoughts in on whatever we're talking about today, which is a Power Rankings Tuesday. We're going over the state of every NFL franchise and where you rank as far as your future is concerned. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean anything because we've been through this before, and as Jeremy yeah, last said, time the last it ended time, less than ideally. <laughs> the last time we did this, we had uh, the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars at the bottom of the league. Uh, somehow the Arizona Cardinals were up at like seven. Yeah, I think we were drunk. That's, the, <laughs> that's really the only way I can even explain it. Things can change quickly in the world of the NFL. So just because you may be, you may find your team on the bottom of this list right now, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be marred in whatever quagmire you're in for a long time. But uh, we'll continue with that in just a little bit. Uh, in the last hour, we brought you the story of Kevin Brown, the Orioles play-by-play guy on Mass and TV who got kicked off the broadcast on July the 20th or after July the 23rd and it came out yesterday that he was kicked off because he was highlighting all of the Orioles failures in recent history against the Tampa Bay Rays uh and one of our loyal reprehensibles I'm your huckleberry uh, Stephen Tao said KB was reading from a teleprompter he didn't even write it or make the graphic worst owners in sports and he's our resident uh, Baltimorean? Ba- mm-hmm. Oh, yep, we'll mm-hmm. go with that. Mm-hmm. It's better than Phoenician. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I put a lot of credence into that, because had he not mentioned it does, I'd have never even known about it. Right. I, I mean, I started seeing Kevin Brown on Twitter, and I went, did he use the pitch for the Dodgers? He did. And the Yankees. And everybody and else. everybody else. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, and, and while we were at the break, I saw this updated story from the New York Post that was quoting a story in The Athletic that now says multiple sources briefed on the decision to suspend indefinitely Kevin Brown say that the ownership has enacted a new policy mandating that their broadcasters wear only team gear when they're on the air. And that snafu led them to take Brown off of the TV broadcast, put him on the radio broadcast, because one of the radio broadcasters broke the new rule. Hey, Peter, I got news for you. Nobody can see you on the radio! Like, I don't well, understand. I mean, they can see us on the radio. I mean, they can see me, but I... That is just that you want to prove that you're the, the most petty owner in sports, that you don't know what you're doing. And that you run, you run, you own a major league franchise, but you want to look as minor league as possible. You've you've landed yourself into it in the last couple of days. This team that has done such a great job with the young talent that they have, winning games and being at the top of the American League East, a division that two years ago looked unwinnable in the foreseeable future for the Baltimore Orioles. You have now cast a shadow over the entire ending of this season with just dumbassery. Um, I, I, I didn't actually hear anything you just said. Tank has this weird ability that when he gets angry, his voice goes into an octave that only dogs can hear. 
And it makes me giggle every time because he gets so angry and he gets red faced and it's, you just want to just tickle it. Like you're just so angry. Look, look, it might be a touchy subject with me. I once had a, uh, I, I once had a fight with a GM of a radio station because he, he, he told my boss to inform me that we don't wear shorts in Memphis, Tennessee. We're no longer at the beach after I had just moved from Charleston, South Carolina. I, I and 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 my only thing is no one can see us. What about radio do you not get? They call it the theater of the mind for a reason. It it just it, it irritates me. That and this is also really? coming from a grown man that wears jerseys to work. So. 100%. And uh, but, uh, but that's what I was told. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Which and I is went, why I come to work I wearing did. my Batman costume at least once a week. Exactly. Like, I am dressing for the job I want. I wear sports jerseys every day. Lo and behold, this year program. Uh, yes. Kind of fits the whole scenario you're going for there. Uh, Silver in our YouTube comment said you kind of went a little uh, Howard Dean style crazy. Ah! And you did. You never know what you're going to get here in the sportsocracy. It's like a box of chocolates that I already ate half of. I, I and I, I've always thought that was stupid. If you look at the top of the box, you know exactly you. what you get. Tell you in a box exactly of chocolates. what you're going to get, and you avoid this weird strawberry one with like taffy in it. <laughs> uh, Stephen Tao says, "Side note: I wear shorts every day. Yes, and I did too. From I, that moment on, I did not step in, foot in that building. Not even in the middle of the ice storm of uh, of the year." I wore shorts into that building because screw you, dude. Uh, yes, they they say that there's always that one guy that wears shorts every day. I'm that guy. I'm that guy, Captain Yellow Shirt. I'm that guy. Ah, uh, yes. All right, let's get back into the Power Rankings here on a Power Rankings Tuesday. This is the state of all 32 NFL franchises working our way up the list. We are currently... At number 24. 24. And that team is the Atlanta Falcons. You got one of the best owners in sports, which will preclude you from ever being much lower than this. I think they were 26 last time we did this. The roster is better. I still don't think it's great. Mainly because I keep coming back to your quarterback going, man, he's bad. Uh, yeah. He's not good at footballing. He should, you know the thing you said about dress for the job you want? He should dress like he wants an insurance salesman job. I think he would be better at that than play quarterback. <laughs> no, he's dressing for the job he wants, not the job he's going to have. Yes, because uh, Desmond Ritter is not particularly good at football. But it's the worst division in football. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's even debatable. And they're going to run the ball a lot. I just don't really know how much I believe in your front office. Because, yeah, you did sign a lot of guys, but really look into that. How many of them did you ever pay for? Mm-hmm. I can't give you but so many kudos for that. Look, I think it's a better team. Yes. But at the end of the day, I keep coming back to, okay, so you're telling me Derek Carr and Bryce Young, both with good defenses, are going to lose a division to Desmond Ritter. I, yep, and that's where that falls apart, like an Ikea side table. 
It's not a horrible team that they put together, but I feel a lot about this team the way you feel about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You better hope there's not an injury. Yeah, they're real thin. Because you don't have any depth. They're really thin. You went out and got Calais Camel and uh, David Onyemata and uh, uh, Caden Ellis and guys like that, but you don't have anything behind them. No. And look, it, it's they're fine. I think they're getting better. I really like uh, uh, Arthur Smith, and they run block particularly well. Divine Comedy said their trenches are underrated. I, I would agree, but you also have to understand why that's the case. All right, this line's been together for three years. Last year was the first time it graded that highly. Why? Because they <clears throat> ran the damn ball. And then, then you just drafted a top 10 running back. So, I yeah, you're going to run mm-hmm. tremendously well. Mm-hmm. If the defense can keep up with you, maybe a playoff team. There's just a lot more questions with Atlanta than there is answers to me. Let's go to number 23. The Let's Ride Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos coming in at number 23. Now, they they, they rank highly in coach. Well, they, I mean, you're middle of the pack in owner because he's got a bajillion D Walmart dollars. Mm-hmm. You got a, a good coach. He's 10. But, but then you get the, the quarterback. And, um, I mean, he marries well. He'll play so well. Uh, and I don't know that that's going to change. I still believe he's going to play better than you think he will. That's uh, okay. Better than I think he will. If he puts his pants on and and does it in the right direction, exactly. You talk, he's better than I think he is. You're talking about Russell Wilson like he's in the in the same conversation as Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter, and that's just patently false. Baker Mayfield, no. Desmond Ritter, stop closer. that. We're getting closer. Stop that. Uh, you know he's not in the, in the same category as uh, Patrick Mahomes. No. Uh, well, there is one place that he is. How he's paid, which is why he's down here. <laughs> exactly. Because you're paying name brand prices with great value Walmart production. Here's the thing. You buy off brand because you don't want to pay brand prices. Mm-hmm. So you're doing both. Congratulations. And, the, and, and this is a team that they have made big moves. They have brought in some some top rated talent, and then who went. is that? Jerry Judy. Oh yeah, he's he was supposed okay. to be the greatest route runner in NFL history. You, oh, those he, words came out of your mouth. Oh, he's still a great route runner. The pro, but, you see, there's this thing that there's there's three stages of uh, being a receiver, and one of them is catching the damn ball exactly and he don't do that so good exactly you know so he can run the pristine beautiful routes right the problem is that he just he got 10 thumbs Cortland Sutton a made a popsicle sticks russell wilson obviously had his problems last year javante williams hurt samaje piran woohoo like I go down this roster and go, the only guy on the offense, the only couple of guys that I could get excited about on the offense are Quinn Miners, Ben Powers, and Greg Dulcich. Yay! It's just not a very good team. Look, th- there will be no Greg Dulcich slander. No, he I is. said he's one of the few guys to get excited about. I just feel like they they have underachieved, and Sean Payton has put the target on his oh, own yeah. team's back. Yeah. Yeah, week four. Uh, trust me, I talked to enough Jack guys with the Jets. Uh, I'll see them tomorrow. 
you done, we talk about a scale here. It's the FAFO scale. <laughs> that is a um, falafel around and find out. Mm-hmm. Well, you have falafeled around and you fin to find out. So, good luck. Sean Payton. Is he one of the greatest coaches of all time, like good people God, bill no. him to be? One of the greatest of all time. That's, uh, calm down. People talk he's about him the, like he's one of the greatest of all time. He's, he's a genius. The, he's an offensive genius. I mean, maybe he is. In his own mind. He's a legend of right now. <laughs> maybe he is, but I've also never seen the genius without Drew Brees. I mean, if that rule is going to stand for you Bill Belichick haters, which I include myself in that category, then the rule has to stand for Sean Payton. You can't just give him a pass where you're not giving one to Bill or vice versa. 100%. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We're next up. Number 22 might be a team that's close to some of your hearts. We will return. Right after this. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, God? Taking every aspect that is important to winning in the NFL, power ranking all of the teams by them, then totaling their scores is the best way that we can come up with your state of your franchise. That's today's power rankings here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville, um, we're at number 22. And it's a team that I'll see very soon. I like my version better. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Carolina Panthers coming in at number 22. There's a lot of things to like. Yes. I'm, and I'm warming to David Tepper. I think he did the early on thing that new owners do. Hey, I'm going to come make a splash and run this like my other companies. Like hiring Sean Payton. Excuse me. Other than your dead cat advice, I think that's the smartest thing you've said all day. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? Go to YouTube and you'll understand it. Indeed. Look, I, I like where Carolina's at. This team's just really young. And, I, I mean, look, this puts you second highest in your division, and you're not that far behind the team in first. But it's going to take a year. There are a ton of moving pieces here. And I look at Carolina and go, you fall into that. It's going to be seven, eight, or nine. I just don't know which one. If it's nine, you might win the division. Mm-hmm. At worst, I think you finished 
in a tie for second. Yep. I, I just don't see any worse than that. No. This Carolina team, I still believe, is going to make a push at the end of the year and that it's going to look a lot better than it should in year one of a rookie quarterback and a brand-new head coach. And a, and a lot of other moving pieces. I mean, look, they've drafted well. In large part, they've hit on several. I love J.C. Horn. Mm-hmm. Always have, probably always will. Mm-hmm. But you still got holes in this roster. And, and, I, and I don't think that's even debatable. I'm not being spicy. I'm not being any of that. This is a very nice transformation from year to year. Because looking at the roster that you're going to trot out week one versus what you trotted out week one of last year is very different. I still, I, I hate that you had to give up DJ Moore to get Bryce Young, but I get it. I mean, it's it's very different on the offensive side. Yeah, I mean, the defense wasn't the problem in the first place. Uh, minus that one game where they decided to put uh, C.J. Henderson on Mike Evans, and then uh, that was a problem. Yeah, that was that was not a good idea. Yeah, uh, York not do that. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad idea, and right. if you didn't learn the first seven times, you should have figured it out the second seven times. Mm-hmm. This look, team... I, I think Frank Reich's a really good coach, yep. and, and this... I'm not going to say it's the best team he's ever had. It's the best setup he's ever had. It's a really good staff. And they're another team. I would say they're going to be drastically higher a year from now. Mm -hmm. I could see every number on that list being higher in one year. Do I think Frank Reich is Doug Peterson? No. That's a really lazy uh, analogy that people use because they were together in Philadelphia. But he could be Doug Peterson light. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the end of this year, you could be looking at Carolina going, man, I feel good about 24. And that's how I think it's going to go. Yeah. And this could very well be uh, sort of a, a next uh, Philadelphia, San Francisco kind of a kind of a place. I mean, with all of the the coaches that they added to that staff and the support coaches, the assistant coaches and such, I mean, I could see that this being the next place where I think your head coaches get picked from. Oh, well, uh, if that's what you're talking about, I, I get yeah. it. I would say this is more the next Jacksonville. You got the quarterback. You had a, an absolute moron as your uh, your head coach. And I was talking about Urban Meyer, but, hey, Matt Rule, if that shoe fits, you pick that bad boy up and wear it. Mm-hmm. And now you see an actual legitimate NFL head coach and go, man, this team looks a lot better than they did with old triple XL Matt Rule. It's his shirt size, not his brain size. Let's go. At number 21. The New York football giants. I love Brian Dayball. As you should. We all know that. Mm-hmm. You had uh, the Mara family at 12 in, in ownership, and to me, that is way too high. But it balanced out. Your quarterback situation, Daniel Jones, is fine, but you're paying him like he's elite. That's always going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It has been every single time we've ever done that. And the overall talent of the roster, I think it's really good in certain spots. I think the line will be better because Andrew Thomas is a franchise left tackle and Evan Neal will be better. Mm -hmm. You have the weirdest combination of receivers I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it's eight threes. Yeah, it's like my dating record before I met Amy. (laughs) It's a whole mess of threes. Right. You don't have a guy on there. That I can go like just like with uh, the Colts. I look at Michael Pittman and I don't think he's a one. I think he's don't compare I think Michael Pittman to Sterling no, Shepard. No. This is what I'm saying. I look at all of the guys on this record uh, on this roster and go, none of these guys are ones. None of these guys are twos. Some of them aren't even threes. 
to me, you have five threes. You could have two that are really low in twos. But I like Darren Waller. I, I still think there's holes on the defense. Look, I don't think the Giants are the 21st team in the NFL. I think where you're sitting, you hired a really good coach, but he's having to unwind a lot of Dave Gettleman years. And that takes more than two years. You overachieved last year. I think you're going to underachieve this year. Mm-hmm. But then next year, you, you level that schedule back out and you don't just play murderer's row, which is what they do this year. And you'll start seeing, I think, a more competitive team. Mm-hmm. I could see the Giants cratering to earth this year. Not because they're any worse. Because their schedule's evil. Because the schedule's evil. You play Philly twice. You play uh, Dallas twice. You play the AFC East. And I got news for you. Three of those four teams are not just better than you. They're way better than you. Mm-hmm. That kind of, to me, puts your ceiling at if everything went just hunky-dunky, nine wins. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to believe that that's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't. But I didn't think it could happen last year either. And look at the schedule. Play the easiest schedule in the NFL. You now play the second toughest. Good luck with that. Yep. I mean, the truth will be in the pudding there very quick, I believe. This is the Sportsocracy. It's ESPN Asheville. Number 21 is the New York Giants. How about number 20? The New Orleans Saints. Are the Saints the 20th best team in the NFL? No, they're better than that. Mm -hmm. Your head coach is a disaster area. And it puts more volatility in you than you should have. Now, let me play a fun game and maybe, because we have a lot of Saints fans that listen to the show. So let me play a fun game and see if it, it, it makes this make sense. You know I don't love Sean Payton. I, I'm in like with him, not in love. Mm-hmm. If Sean Payton was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, I would say there is no doubt they win the NFC North, or think. the NFC South, excuse me, and they probably go in and could beat one of those North teams. They could beat a wild card team probably win a game in the playoffs with Dennis Allen. You could tell me anything from 11 and six to six and 11. And I'll believe it (laughs) because he is awful right now. Conversely, Sean Payton's in Denver. If Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Denver Broncos, you're going to win two games and they may burn your stadium to the ground before this season is over. That's how much a coach matters. The thing is, I think new Orleans roster is so good. It's almost idiot proof at this point. I love what New Orleans puts on the field. Mm -hmm. I love Derek Carr. He is a huge step up from anything they've had since Drew Brees. But I just can't get away from Dennis Allen. So many games where I just watched little myopic things. I mean, it's not like he's not rich co-type bad. That's a word that I can't say without needing a Tums and a Mylanta. (laughs) But he's pretty bad, and it really bothers me that he's still the coach of this team. Mm -hmm. My fear is they win the division, then you can't fire him. And then you're just stuck in neutral for a presidential term. And New Orleans, you deserve better than that. This roster is better than that. I think maybe the uh, best scenario here is that they they, they lead in the division, and then they blow the lead in the division late in the season. That way, you got something to look forward to with the talent on the team. But you could also look forward to something with a new coach next year. The the thing that infuriates me about bad coaches is that they very often lose games that they should win, and they win games that they should lose, which makes it 
damn near impossible to project them. And that's where I'm at with, with New Orleans. I look at that roster and go, there is nobody in this division that's really even close to them. Frank Reich's a better coach. Arthur Smith's a better coach. And that's going to keep it closer than it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Green says, top to bottom, the Saints have the third best roster in the NFL behind the Jets and the Eagles. I can't go that high. I, Cincinnati's I better than you. Kansas City's better than you. I I could go as high as top 10. I think we put them at, what, 16? Overall talent was 16? Yes. And, and that's notorious B.I.G. in our YouTube comments. So I'd have them at 16 with D.A. I can understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Your quarterback is difficult to figure out because you're paying him high-end money. He's better than the 17th best quarterback in the league. But you're paying him high-end quarterback money, which brings him down. That's what brings that ranking down. Mm-hmm. All this is saying is that you're more vo- is that you're more volatile volatile than a team with the 16th best roster in the NFL should be. Yeah, and and I also feel like you have a major major question mark in your weapons. Derek Carr is supposed to get the ball to somebody. Okay, what if Michael Thomas is not who we think he is? What if he's not even a shadow? of that former guy that he once was. You do have Chris Olave, who I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, you got a lot of question marks. And it just it comes back to me of, okay, I looked at the – you look at the defense last year. It should have been better than it was. And, and is this Todd Bowl syndrome of you get a defensive guy who comes in there and just bleeds your defense out. If that's the case, then I'm probably being generous. But that's the volatility. Mm-hmm. I have to go with the law of averages there. It could be way better than this. I don't think it has much of a chance of being way worse than this. But then again, bad coaches do weird things. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue with the power rankings inside the top 20 in the state of all 32 NFL franchises. Plus, we'll get weird. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Are you Beer City's best fantasy football player? Your chance to prove it is back. The Sportsocracy's Battle for the Belt is back for year two with two ways to win. Our standard contest and the new Eliminator Challenge for the most hardcore of football fans. Play fantasy football with us every week of the NFL season and compete for a cause with proceeds benefiting Evelyn Charity's St. Nicholas Project. Register today at thesportsocracy.com and take your shot at the title of Beer City's Fantasy Football Challenge champion on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida and there's asheville let's get weird asheville it is espn asheville we are live in the ingles studio in the sportsocracy go to the sportsocracy.com by the way once you get to the front page you will see the battle for the belt signups are posted. You want to be Beer City's best fantasy football player. You have two chances to win one of our belts this year in the battle for the belt. 
proceeds benefiting Eblen Charities St. Nicholas Project. And here's the thing. You want us to shut up about it? Sign up. We get enough sign-ups, and we'll shut up about it. Like That's, <laughs> that's not even kind of how that works because we get a bunch of sign-ups. Shut Guess up, what? Tank. We're going to do more because we want to raise as much po- as much money as possible for the St. Nicholas Project. Evelyn 100%. Charities is a great It's a great partner. charity. Yep. Uh, they do great things. Yep. This is for kids at Christmas, and it's a tax write-off that you get to use to play fantasy football with your two favorite morons that which, talk on the radio. Which is absolutely perfect. It's and DF- you could pull a Michael Meadows and take the belt away from my, my very grippy hands. His defiant hands. And this and these belts are even heavier, which makes me want them more. Yes, indeed. Two chances to uh, win a belt, the standard DFS contest, and then the Eliminator Challenge, which you will hear more about when we explain it all in depth coming up on Thursday in the Quarter Marathon, the Fantasy Football Sportsocracy Quarter Marathon, six hours of fantasy football coverage from noon to six only on the Sportsocracy YouTube channel we uh get back to the power rankings in just a moment but we do need to get weird and today my weird story comes to us from the beautiful state of florida yes it's florida of course it is uh where a man named robert dell is now facing charges after he was found to be running a scheme on ebay he was selling stolen merchandise on ebay where he worked with several accomplices, four who have been arrested, to shoplift Milwaukee, DeWalt, and other branded products from Home Depot Depot stores all around Central Florida. Now, here's here's the kicker. $1.4 million is what they say this guy made off of selling the stolen merchandise. The interesting part of the story is he's a preacher. Oh, don't do that. He's a preacher. Robert Dell, he was the former pastor of the Rock Church and currently, well, not anymore, the operator of a halfway house for people recovering from drug addiction. And the police say this went down this way. He would take in the less fortunate, those with some troubles, into the halfway house, and then he would use, of course, his position of power probably, you know, threatening to report them to their parole officers or whoever if they did not comply and help him in this scheme. They say that he and the co-conspirators that carried out these thefts would hit the stores five to six times a day. And then they would take all the power tools back to his house. He'd put them up on eBay where he sold them on a page that was called The Anointed Liquidator. (laughs) it's guys like this that you can bury under the jail and i think we'll all be fine with it 100 percent uh i don't ever do this my weird story is sports related and is a great opportunity for you to hit your little stupid breaking news button who's gonna break the news who's gonna break the news who's gonna break the news Why is it that anytime you move, you make even the most unathletic things look even less athletic? <laughs> so we, we went into the day thinking that Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr were just signing with, with the Saints, right? They had good visits. Yeah. It's all good. Well, not so fast, my friends, because they are both leaving New Orleans without deals. And Kareem Hunt 
is headed to the lovely state of Indiana. Really? He will work out with the Indianapolis Colts, who apparently called while he was in New Orleans and offered more money. Hmm. Now I'm officially looking at this going, Kenyon Drake, that didn't move me in the least. The Jonathan Taylor thing, uh, we'll just get that resolved. Okay, now n- now we're, we're getting into, um, getting into, uh-oh. Uh, now, we're, now, now we're stocking the, the, the depth chart with running backs. Jonathan Taylor is at home rehabbing a shoulder injury, which uh, is, that's not allowed. CBA. What, he has to be in the building to rehab? Is yeah, that- you're not allowed to just go, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nope. Is that voluntary or did they tell him to leave? Uh, the report was that he left of his own volition. Mm. So, I mean, he didn't call me and tell me. So right. I can only tell you what I, what was reported. Okay. I, I mean, I was just curious. Is this one of those situations like with the Las Vegas Raiders last year where they told Derek Carr, yeah, you can go home. You can go home for the last two games of the season. We're fine. That was uh, – and Anthony Barr apparently has other offers from other teams. Uh, and in your weird story, Kudos. you told a way to go, Adam. Yeah, you told a story about uh, a, a preacher. We have a preacher right here in the sportsocracy. His name's Adam Black. In our YouTube comments, Tank didn't do that dance before he had kids. Because if he did, he wouldn't have had a woman to have children with. Hashtag birth control dance. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that is why he is the official pastor of the sportsocracy. He Let's is go, indeed. All right, uh, let's get back to our power rankings here. Going, uh, if you're just joining us, we've taken all the teams in the NFL and we have ranked each one of them by different categories from your ownership to your front office to your talent, uh, the talent on your roster uh, to your uh, uh, quarterback situation. And then we come up with the composite score. Now, I will never call that dance anything but the birth control dance ever again. Yes. We are up to number 19. This one's going to seem a little high, but just. Okay, just take the journey with me. The Los Angeles Rams. Well, you get weighted because you, you have one of the best owners in sports. Really good. Coach. And if you don't think Stan Kroenke's that good, he has four titles in eighteen months in all of the major sports. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's pretty good. And then you get to the coach, and Sean McVay's a really good coach. Look, mm-hmm. the roster's awful. The roster right now is awful. Your quarterback situation, awful. Your front office, I don't love it at all. But you have drafted well in the past, and that gets you to here. Having a good owner and a good coach will get you through a lot of tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. Now, you you, may, you went several years going falafel them picks, and, well, they said falafel you. How about that? <laughs> and that's where you're at now. As a draft guy, I take a lot of uh, uh, joy in that because you took what I do for a living – and you pooed on it, and then it pooed back on you. So, this, awesome. This team fell apart so quickly. Quicker than an Ikea side table. Yeah. It fell apart so quickly after the Super Bowl, and now you're, you, you're just staring at a team that, yes, you got Cooper Cup, and you've got Aaron Donald, but what else do you have beyond that? Well, because I mean, you, that's because they built this roster so top-heavy that it made my first two marriages look stable. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Uh, but, you've, but you're one hit away. You're one hit away mm-hmm. from having to play one of the three following players. Brett Rippon, Stetson Bennett, and something called Dresser Win. That's a great name. I, 
but here and here's where the but comes with an owner like Stan Kroenke that has the money and the desire to win that he does. You have a coach in Sean McVay that he has obviously sold something because he's back again with this dog water roster. I struggle to believe they're not going to find a way to be relevant again within 18, 24 months. Possibly. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of retooling to get you back there. Well, maybe you can. But for right now, this team is terrible. Hey, maybe take a, a, a draft pick. Because the, the player that they take in this draft, the upcoming 2024 NFL draft, the last time they made a first-round selection, that kid was in the seventh grade. So maybe stop doing that and you won't have this happen. Hope you learned your lesson. Hope you enjoy that one Super Bowl trophy. It's going to be a minute. Yeah. But I, look, I believe in the owner. I believe in the coach. Okay. That's how they get here. Okay. Number 18. You got to believe in this ownership group. It's the Green Bay Packers. Because uh, that ownership is the fans. It's a stable organization. Mm-hmm. Always. Do I been. love your roster right now? No, I don't. No, I don't. You got a lot of talent on the defense. I think you have a lot of talent, period. You're just so unbelievably young. What can you definitively count on? And a lot of people will see uh, their their overall talent at 25. Your quarterback's very weighted into that, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. What can you count on? They can run the ball. Are you sure? I believe so. Behind that line. All right, mm-hmm. Bakhtiari goes down. Where are you at now? I mean, it gets tough, but... You weren't a fantastic running team with Aaron Rodgers. You think all of a sudden you're going to be able to carry yourself behind a running game with Jordan Love? Is it possible? Sure. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I think it's a very tough... It's also possible I could shave my head and join a convent, but it's not entirely likely. I I think it's a very talented offensive line. I think that they will be able to open some holes. They have have some players, but they're thin. The problem is every team can stack the box against you and just dare Jordan Love to try to beat you, and I don't think he can. And the thing that scares me is that you now have a first-time starter that is playing with almost exclusively first- and second-year players. Mm -hmm. They got talent. I'm not telling you it's not a talented team. It's so young. Green Bay has gone all in on the draft. And now I just really feel like you're in that year where, okay, we're going to grow, and you're going to get snaps for guys like Luke Musgrave, who has been a revelation in camp, according to what I've been told. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that. I never doubted that. Every one of your tight ends is first, second-year guy. There's going to be some growing pains here, but it's a stable franchise, and you have shown a history of being able to grow players. Yep. I also – there's something that's not on this screen, and it's called the Joe Barry effect of I, I think I would be a better ballerina dancer than he is defensive coordinator. So that brought you down in the front office. I couldn't lump it on the floor because mm-hmm. he's still a good coach, even though I don't love him. So it had to bring you down somewhere. And I'm looking at the front office going, how in the world did you not fire Joe Barry yeah. after last year. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the front office, the whole Brian Gutekunst thing, and the way they handled Aaron Rodgers to begin with. I've been a a, 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 a staunch critic of that. Uh, Space Beast in our YouTube comment said, Green Bay's QB1 is 22. All right, let me explain that. You're not incredibly committed to him. 
It's only a one-year deal. He's not making a crazy amount of money. So he's behind the rookies in that I don't think he's as good as Bryce Young. I don't necessarily think he's as good as C.J. Stroud, but he's making more money. He's ahead of guys like Ryan Tannehill because you don't have all the money that you're going to have to pay him down the line. If it doesn't work out this year, you're drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you got the ammo to do it because you're going to have an extra first-round pick from the Jets because you have a smart front office ownership group, the 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 higher-ups there. Yep. And I keep saying ownership. I know that's the fans. But will a mid-first-rounder and a latish first-rounder be enough to get, depends how many, to get a quarterback? Depends on how many quarterbacks make it through. There's a possibility you have six in the first round. And if that's and, and to me, all of them could be better than Jordan Love. And if that's the case, and you've let all these players develop for a year, they could be 10 spots higher next year. Let's keep it in the NFC North. Number 17, the Minnesota Vikings. Your roster's better than it was the last others. year. <laughs> Your others. roster's better than what? Look, I've been really hard on Minnesota because mm-hmm. all the the no your your rankings in this are basically exactly how I feel about Minnesota. Down the line, 17, 15, 18, 19, 17. Every single one of those is within four slots of dead middle of the center of the league. Yes. That's what Minnesota is. Mm-hmm. Last year, luckiest team in NFL history. Made you look like a top 18. You're not. You weren't, you won't be. Mm-hmm. This year, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in karma and 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 the the universe taking care of things. You're not going to be in the ballpark of as lucky as you were last year. If you have even a modicum of of unlucky of the ballpark of which of how lucky you were last year, you're going to be awful. And I I when when we ta- when we tallied all this up and I saw Minnesota was at 17, I laughed. And I went, "Yep." That makes just all the sense in the world mm-hmm. because that's what you are. Yeah. You're average. You are a bologna sandwich. Not, I've never had one, so I don't really. It's a cold hot dog. Okay. It's a cold <laughs> hot dog that you patted out. It, it's... Yeah. Heat that bad boy up, throw some ketchup, mayonnaise, and mustard on it. <laughs> Maybe a little pickle, and let's go. I, I This is a team that I still believe in the offense. But the defense is terribly lacking in talent. And I still believe that uh, Kirk Cousins is still a top 12-ish quarterback in the NFL. And... Uh, he's a guy that will be talked about a lot in our fantasy uh, our fantasy marathon on Thursday. And and they will continue For a to, of reasons. They will continue to be able to put up points. Losing Dalvin Cook didn't really, to me, make all that much difference to this team. He's running back. Right. Other than that, you got a good offensive line. You got pretty decent weapons, even though everybody behind Justin Jefferson is unproven. Mm-hmm. But they're, I, they're, I still they're like fine. the way the offense is built. They're fine. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. Number 16 may seem low to it, some of you. It's not low. It's not low because it's a team. It's the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Do you really believe in Mike McDaniel? Maybe. Every time he speaks, I believe in him less. Really? Every single time. Why is that? I I don't know because he has this. Okay. I'm not a fan of the disciplinarian, my way or the highway coach. 
I want you to be smart, and there are plenty of ways to do that, and I think Mike McDaniel's smart. I also think he is as goofy as any person I have ever seen in the NFL. And he does these things. He did a press conference the other day that I honestly thought he was on recreational crimes. Because I went, no coach in the NFL can be as stupid as you're playing right now. And I feel like in the room, there are, uh, and Captain Obvious said, he's a goofy guy, that's who he is. I get that. There are guys in the NFL that look at that guy and go, I am not climbing the hill with that guy. Miami's roster is really good. We had them at 10 overall. I think they're really good. But your owner is a dumpster fire Mm -hmm. and has been for many years. And that's what brings Miami down. I don't really buy Mike McDaniel, your owner and your coach. They are what weighed you down. You should have been in the top 10. And I think in terms of where you will finish this year, you very well could be in the top 10. Mm -hmm. Would it shock you if they're not? No. In a division with Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, in a conference with those two, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, would it shock you if they didn't make the playoffs? No. Here's the other thing, and Jason Trump just said it in YouTube comments. Quarterback one is one hit, one hit away from bye-bye time. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. That's going to weigh you down. Because your quarterback's at 15. But he's girthier. We argued about this, this quarterback ranking for probably longer than we argued about anything. I have no problem with the talent. I don't know what you pay him. All right, let's say you get through this year and he the worst thing he encounters is a hangnail. Mm-hmm. What do you pay him? Are you giving him $50 million? You have to. If Daniel Jones is getting 40 plus, I don't know that I can do it. All right. So, because here's where my brain's at I give you the $50 million deal that every elite quarterback, and if he gets through this year, he will be considered an elite quarterback. Absolutely. But I know you're that one shot away from me setting $180 million on fire. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I physically can't do it. And I don't know how I'm going to make you understand that. And then you run into this franchise thing. And I could, I just, Miami's one of those teams that I'm looking at going, everything you've got better be this year because there's a storm brewing and I don't know how you fix it. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust your owner to fix it. I don't. I look at, at, at Stephen Ross and go, you have made problems where problems didn't exist. How in the world are you going to handle a problem that you can't do anything about? And that's what scares me. So that's that's why Miami is a little lower than you would think. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Power rankings will continue after the top of the hour. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. You can also listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. You can also listen and see us on the YouTubes. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And, of course, yes, see us live here in the Angles studio. Normally at the top of the third hour of the program, we do the daily draft. We're going to skip that today because we're running low on time and we still got a lot of teams to get through. 
in the power rankings. See, we, uh, as uh, Bill Budacek just accused Robert Sala, don't seem to understand how a clock works. Uh-uh. So we're we're running we're running a little late. We're a little behind. <laughs> Look, we just have so many opinions and so much quote unquote knowledge about these teams that we. We just feel like we have to share and expound on every team. Plus, we're not going to be here tomorrow. I, right. I, I got to go do activities in the garage with Aaron Rodgers. Right. So, you know, okay, just, okay. <laughs> Jeremy heading down to uh, Panthers training camp as the Jets are going to be in town for uh, joint practices uh, also tonight. I'm very excited about the uh, the debut of Hard Knocks. You are. You know you are. I'll watch it. I, I genuinely will. have not watched one episode of the show since the Jets were on the last time. <laughs> I like the Hard Knock show, and I'm excited about uh, tonight's debut. I will not be able to stay up for it, but I will catch up on it tomorrow, um, especially while uh, I am at the doctor with my wife. We will not have a show tomorrow mainly because, yes, Jeremy could be back by from training camp by then, but I have to take the wife to the doctor uh, everybody, your thoughts and prayers are appreciated. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of prayer. So everybody send your good vibes out for us tomorrow that we get some, uh, some good news from the doctors, but we will return on Thursday for our special fantasy football quarter marathon, six hours of fantasy football advice, rankings, mock drafts. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, completely uncensored only on the YouTube channel. So be sure to tune in for that. ESPN Asheville listeners, you will be getting Braves baseball on Thursday afternoon. So you can have the baseball game on your radio, but turn your computer or your smartphone onto YouTube so you can follow us with all of the fantasy football advice. Now let's continue with our power rankings here on this Power Rankings Tuesday. It is the state of all 32 franchises. We've taken every team and ranked them in every category, ownership, Talent on the roster, quarterbacks, that takes the contracts into account as well. Coaches. This is top to bottom. This is a franchise ranking. And so we rank you, and then we total all your scores, and the the team with the lowest score has the best future. Now we are up, we're halfway through. We're up to number 15. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I feel like this is a this is a lightning rod team. Now obvious it it's it's obvious why. Because everybody looks at the quarterback and it's the most one of the most polarizing quarterbacks in NFL history. And I think a lot of people are really stupid in their takes with him. Okay. Oh, he had a year off with the Texans where they were arguing over the contract. Uh then he was suspended for last year and all of a sudden he forgot how to play football. That's dumb, 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 da dum dumb. And would you like me to hear how dumb that is? The last time we did this, Deshaun Watson was rated as the fourth best quarterback in the league. That was in March of 2022. And all of a sudden, because he played five games where he didn't come into camp until week 11, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden he's awful. Okay. I will, Deshaun Watson will be my starting fantasy quarterback in more leagues than I'm proud of. As he will be mine. Because he keeps falling directly in my lap. Yes. And it gets to a point where it's just dumb, dumb talk. Because all other things aside, you would look at Deshaun Watson and go, that is a top six, seven quarterback in the NFL. No question. It's just we haven't seen him do it for a while, and so people forget. But I think you're going to quickly remember. With this team, they got a they got a banger of an offensive line. I feel like Didn't they have year. a 
they ha- they have a ton of weapons to use. Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs mm-hmm. in the NFL. I believe very highly in the roster. There's and two that, things I don't believe in. I was going to say, that defense stacked top to bottom, too. Yeah, and it was not good last year. Uh, new coordinator, I, I get it. I don't believe in your owner, and I don't believe in your coach. Coach could prove me wrong. Owner, I know what you are. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you've done it long enough. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you are. And dysfunction tends to follow him around, and that makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. You want to know the difference between the Browns and the three other teams in this division? Yes. Uh, they have very, very stable ownership. Now, you can feel about Cincinnati's however you want to. It's a lot different now than it was 10 years ago. And it's drastically different than it was 30 years ago. Same guy. Mm-hmm. He evolved. Could the same thing happen with Jimmy Haslam? Maybe. The roster is drastically better. I love the front office. Mm-hmm. But there's still that pause of, yep, I thought this last year. You can make- We looked at that schedule and went, Deshaun Watson's going to come back with a playoff push. And Deshaun Watson came back to a team that was playing for not squat. Every team in this division, outside of the Cincinnati Bengals, you can make an argument, and you won't even have to go for long, to convince me that they finish in any spot in this division, mm-hmm. one through four. Mm-hmm. Between the Baltimore Ravens, they could finish last. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they could finish last. Cleveland, they could finish last. That's I how struggle good to see that out of Cleveland more than I do the other two. You struggle to see mm-hmm. it with Cleveland? Wow, okay. If you see, tell I think me they're I the had... easiest one to believe. That they finish last? Yeah. Yeah, I don't at all. I uh, Look, I think Cleveland's going to have a huge, huge year. But I do still have that reservation of, okay, say this out loud. Zach Taylor, who's been to a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, who have both won Super Bowls. Kevin Stefanski, who hasn't won. Squat. Mm-hmm. There's a difference there. So if you're looking at franchise rankings, all those things matter. In terms of roster, I can make the argument that Cleveland's the best team in this division. I could get down that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get down that path with you. At number 14. It's the New England Patriots. And you go, but wait, the Patriots yeah, the aren't as good. <laughs> aren't as good as the Cleveland Browns. No, but you you swing heavily on the ownership and Best the Best ownership in the league. Yep. Most successful coach in league history. Yep. Now, I, I have your coach at nine, and I think I was being generous in terms of right now. Yes, where he's at right now. But I also kind of lumped Bill O'Brien into that. And go, well, can your offense actually be any worse than it was last year with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge? No, no probably not. But your schedule's evil. Mm-hmm. And what? New England, to me, when, when I got to this point and they were 14, I went, yep, that math, maths. They're di- they are d- directly in the middle of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Bill swings you up. Your yeah. talent is not there, but you're a historically good franchise i feel like bill alone is worth three wins a season just on his coaching ability i don't know that i agree with you don't think so i think the franchise is worth three look i'm gonna say something and i i'll go ahead and tell you at least two people are gonna have something to say about this Mm -hmm. i feel like we look at bill belichick the way we should probably look at bob Kraft. Bob took a historically bad franchise, Mm -hmm. took it to a Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. a little lull. Bill Parcells leaves him, goes to the Jets, 
and then he did it again. Mm-hmm. There haven't been a lot of lulls of, oh my, the Patriots are awful since Bob Kraft took this team over. Right. Bill got Tom. You can ride the coattails of a great decision like that for a long time because it's historically the greatest decision in the history of professional sports. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me right now you had a game to win in the NFL, I'll give you two dead even rosters. You taking Bill or you taking Andy Reid? Oh, it's Andy. Okay. You taking Bill or you taking uh, Pete Carroll? That one's closer to me. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying there's a right or yeah, wrong that, answer. that one's much closer. You taking Bill or you taking John Harbaugh? John. You taking Bill or you taking Sean McVay? I keep doing those. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's my point. I get it. I mean, he's still in that upper tier. Mm-hmm. Or just just at the bottom of the upper tier. I didn't say he was Dennis Allen. That's how exactly. this will be construed. Yes, I know that's that, exactly right? how it gets construed every time. Bill is Bill is obviously still worth something as a coach, as a game planner, all of those things. I have him at nine. That's not a slight. No, it's not. the The problem with this team is it's built just. It's built like it's 1986, and it's not. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. I, I was going to say just throwing darts at a board. but If you're going to build a team like this, you better be absolutely able to run the ball down people's throats and never give up points. Mm-hmm. I don't really buy either one of those things. No. I think your defense is good. I think your ability to run the ball is good. I don't think it's great. I don't think either one of them are great. I don't. Yep. And you have a mediocre to bad quarterback that I told you the day you drafted him exactly what he would be. And you're playing in the toughest division in football. And you play the toughest schedule in the NFL. Yep. It's going to be very tough for the Patriots to win games this year. And you you, you got to get better talent-wise. But I don't know that you're ever – I don't know that you're going to do that with Bill Belichick still as the head coach because he thinks he can still do it his mm-hmm. way and his way – I don't think wins in this league anymore. So you took a kicker in the fourth round. That's a good point. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of people are probably going to think that's too low. The ownership group, look, uh, we have enough people that like the Chargers to listen to the show. Uh, just ask them how they feel about the Spanos family. It's not great. And your coach weighs you down. If Sean Payton had gone to the Chargers, I'll use the same analogy that I used with the Saints. If Sean Payton had gone to the Chargers, I would be talking about them dethroning the Chiefs as the best team in the AFC West. Okay. Not that I know it's going to happen, but that it's possible. But you'd have faith in it. I can definitively tell you I don't see a path of that happening, and the roster is good enough to do it. The roster is really good. Mm-hmm. But this defensive coach, they were bad. Not just, oh, the defense didn't make the They were bad. Bad, bad, but bad, bad. And that's how much a coach matters. I mean, in terms of sheer roster, it's the ninth best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Top and, to bottom, 1-53. to 53. Yes. And and I'm hoping that with Kellen Moore coming in to take over the offense, we can now see, I don't want to say a, like a dual head coaching role, but, but, but Brandon can get back to just focusing on the defense and let Kellen do the offensive and things I'm not, and not, not I, have that crossover. I, and I'm not sure that there ever was that crossover. I just believe much more in, in Kellen more than I ever did in Lombardi. Mm-hmm. So I, you get an improvement there. Frankly, I knocked him up from 25 to 22 at coach solely because of Kellen Moore. I don't buy Brandon Staley in the least. Mm-hmm. I'm two years in. I, I know what you are. I know what you are. Yep. And you are number 13. 
in the uh, state of the franchise power rankings here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. We'll get into the Dirty Dozen up next. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Are you Beer City's best fantasy football player? Your chance to prove it is back. The Sportsocracy's Battle for the Belt is back for year two with two ways to win. Our standard contest and the new Eliminator Challenge for the most hardcore of football fans. Play fantasy football with us every week of the NFL season and compete for a cause with proceeds benefiting Evelyn Charity's St. Nicholas Project. Register today at thesportsocracy.com and take your shot at the title of Beer City's Fantasy Football Champion. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Coming to you live from the Ingalls studio, the state of your franchise power rankings. Here on a Power Rankings Tuesday, we are inside now the top 12 in the NFL, ranking every team from ownership to talent at number 12. It's the Motor City Madman and the Detroit Lions. Drops in a team that was number 32 the last time we did this 18 months ago. And look, I I still don't really believe in the owner other than the fact I haven't heard anything from any of them in about three years. And that's a good thing. And you went and hired Brad Holmes, who is a dog. Yes. And I tried to tell all of you that. And you know how I know that? Because I went back and listened to the last time we did this, and that was the first words out of my mouth. If anybody can turn this around, it's Brad Holmes. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Yep, and here we are. This is a very talented roster. Um, You know, all of the the gnashing of teeth over Jared Garf. He's fine. You don't look – right, that doesn't look too smart these days. He's a fine quarterback. He can throw up some stats. He's got weapons to choose from. He's got an elite offensive line. The defense needs help, but it's getting better. Well, because it's getting older. Look, what Brad Holmes did was basically just take a bunch of things and throw them against the wall and see what sticks. Well, if you do that long enough, eventually it's going to work. And now... He he figured out, well, I don't draft corners particularly well, so let's just go sign a bajillion of those and see how that works. Right. Front seven's going to be good. I like the additions in the secondary. Just got to see how it comes together. Yep. Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. These are all great additions. No doubt. This is a team that has made a huge jump. 
probably bigger than any team in NFL history mm-hmm. over the last two years. I'm really excited, really excited to see Jack Campbell. Oh, you mean that guy I told every Lions fan they were drafting and they all told me I was an idiot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers, okay? And, of course, Dan Campbell. He's just, he, he is my new favorite head coach in the NFL. Hey, anybody that can wear a shirt that's three sizes too big not tucked into a press conference, it's a guy that I could probably drink domestic lights with. <laughs> All right, at number 11, just ahead of the Detroit Lions. Another big seismic jump for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. We had a feeling, we talked about this team last year, that if if they had a solid coach, this would be a talented team that could make some noise after the embarrassment that was the Urban Meyer year. Doug Peterson comes in. Shocker of shockers, Trevor Lawrence takes the step forward to elitedom that we thought that he was going to you know, just come in and plant his flag year one. Well, that didn't happen, but it happened last year. And now this team is a legitimate threat, I think, to everybody in the AFC. Uh, I agree. I said when we did the project the season, I had Jacksonville as the number one seed in the AFC. Because I look at the schedule and go, I don't know who you're supposed to lose to. Right. I think they're going to march up and down the field on teams all year long. Mm-hmm. And this is what getting out of your own way will do. Shad Khan's still a bad owner, and it reflects in the ranking. I think the addition of 2022 was Calvin Ridley. When they made the deal for Calvin Ridley during the suspension season, I don't think it really resonated with people just how great of a move that was until they started seeing the film from camp. Well, and you still have problems in the trenches, but I, I definitely think they're they're trending very much so in the right direction. At number 10, it's your 2023 Super Bowl champion, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are in the top 10 of the rankings, and, it, I mean, it's it. this is a super talented roster. Uh, oh, and by the way, just before anybody calls me a homer, hey, guess who made this ranking? All five of them. I picked zero of these, and I did it on purpose. Is that guy right there? It was. It was Wasn't me. a Jets fan. Didn't have squat to do with me. It was me. It was him. Mm-hmm. He actually argued to push the ownership group higher than I had them. <laughs> I did. He was. I was like, how are the Johnsons? Because like, we looked at one ranking, and they were like 28th in that's the league or something. And I went, look, that's what is this? That's because there's a certain uh, group of Jet fans that are lunatics, and they think Woody Johnson should just, uh, like the salary cap should matter to the Jets. And the fact that Woody has a bajillion dollars, he should be meddling like Jerry Jones. It's dumb, mm-hmm. but there are some people that feel that way. Mm-hmm. He showed this year. Money's no object. But the, I will spend what I need to. Yes, but the Johnsons have, have also helped set this up. They brought in Joe Douglas, who I think is no doubt one of the elite GMs in the mm-hmm. NFL. He then in turn brings in Rob Salah, who, I mean, he's not there yet, but I I look at him much as I in the same breath as we look at D'Amico Ryans in, in Salah, Houston. Salah and the coaching staff, if you told me there was something that was going to hold this team back, uh, because look, Bill Budacek had a point. Uh, Robert Sala has struggled with the clock. Mm-hmm. That is the point of what I'm saying with I, – I get Nathaniel Hackett was not good as a clock manager, as a head coach, but he's been a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's been in this league a really long time. Mm-hmm. I have said this. 
no less than 100 times. I hate rookie head coaches that bring in two rookie coordinators. Jeff Ulbricht was a rookie coordinator. LaFleur was a rookie coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now i got a guy that's done this before. I'm not expecting them to come out and reinvent the wheel. I've told all of you, you're putting way too much stock in this offense. And how, how much does the experience of Aaron Rodgers – play into those end of game situations well, you went from zach wilson who could literally have screwed up a s'more uh he'd, <laughs> he'd like put dirt in it or something right uh, it's it's graham cracker marshmallow cockroach right that's is that right that sounds weird uh you went from that to one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time mm-hmm. who's going to throw drastically less than you think they're gonna run the ball a lot and they're gonna play really good defense mm-hmm. and aaron's gonna hit you three or four times a game, and not turn the ball over. That roster's really, really good. Look for Garrett Wilson. Look for Garrett Wilson to yeah, have his that, name, that year. His name Thursday will be said no less than 17 times. <laughs> Frankly, if you want to play a fun drinking game, take a shot every time we say Garrett Wilson's name. You may be dead. You should be at home in the confines of your bed, or or you could <laughs> die. All right, Jets at number 10, number 9. I'm I'm really shocked nobody called me a homer in spite of the fact I had nothing to do with that ranking. Number 9, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. This is one of those that your your owner gets ranked high because of uh, you know your worth. And and obviously Jerry Jones is one of the you know, kind of Mount Rushmore-esque figures in the history of the NFL. Jerry spends the money, and Jerry's meddling less than he used to. That is true. It's it's. You want to know why he's that high? Because Jerry has uh, he prints money. He got you that stadium built, and weird. Right after that stadium was built, all of a sudden the roster has just gotten better and better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they're drafting better. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because he's not doing it. Dak Prescott is also the thing that we like. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. I think, to me, those are the, those are two of the most under-pressure under guys in the NFL this year. It's not going to mean much for Dak, I mean, because of the contract. They're, they're not doing it. I mean, he's not, like, losing his job like Mike McCarthy will no. if this team underperforms. But it's time. It's time all of this comes together. Dak Prescott was the last quarterback that I put in front of the rookies because, yes, he is paid, but he's not 50-some-odd million dollars paid. And he's still a top 10, 12 quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. The one hesitation I have is I don't believe in your coach at all. I believe in birds and aliens way more than I believe in Mike McCarthy. And that, that part does scare me, but that roster is really good. Yes, it is. And Dan Quinn is really smart, and I like him being the two. I don't love that McCarthy's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. I like Kellen Moore better. Mm-hmm. But I, I do believe, I believe in the Cowboys more than the vast majority. Of but, can they, but my question is, can they benefit? See, Kellen Moore, he liked to, he liked to press it more. He liked to push it down the field. Yeah, he, he did that no risk it, no biscuit thing that right. that, that your, your your boy Bruce Arians right. made and, famous. And, and Dak doesn't really perform well in that. Well, no, Dak's- you've got a, you've got an elite defense now, and, and I say that because you've added Stephon Gilmore, and mm-hmm. now that takes away the biggest reservation I had. Mm-hmm. And you've come out and said that Micah Parsons playing on the edge full time. Yep, that's the two biggest problems I had with that defense, and you fixed it in one offseason. Yep. Dak's best games and their best outcomes have come when he doesn't 
throw the ball as much. So maybe going conservative with Mike McCarthy and running the damn ball is going to help Dak in his development into the the quarterback that everybody in the, you know Dallas Cowboys fandom wants him to be, the guy that you can rely on when you're in a close playoff game. He's not that guy. He's never has been. He no, he had a stretch. The the year that he that he blew out his knee, he was headed to a special year. Yes. But what I'm saying is at the end of the season, he's never proven to be the the playmaker at the end of a game in a playoff spot that you want him to be. Dak being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, he gets more flack than he deserves. He also gets more credit than he deserves. It's a fun double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. He fits in that 8-12 to 12 role. Good days it'll be 8. Bad days it'll be 12. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Power rankings continue right after this. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, we're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Oh, and it's almost here. 10 o'clock tonight. You got the uh, first episode of Hard Knocks. Training camp with your 2023 Super Bowl champion, New York Jets. Those same New York Jets will be in Spartanburg, South Carolina tomorrow at Wofford University for the uh, Panthers training camp joint practices. Jeremy and his dad will be in attendance. I'm, st- I'm still super stoked that you guys get to d- do that together. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 very very. It, it will be a very very cool week. Uh, yes, and then we got first preseason games this week. We got high school football starting next week. Then we've got college starting at the end of this month, August the 31st. We will have legitimate college football. That means about. if you're new to the show and you've never seen what our Friday pick shows look like. <laughs> you're you're merely but three fridays away it's gonna be so much fun that just means we're 22 sleeps 22 sleeps away from me being allowed to just lose, just lose my mind all over again <laughs> uh it is it is like coming home again when football season comes back around the world just feels a little bit brighter uh the, the sun shines brighter the sky's a little bluer 
the uh, bird drones fly a little less close to my house and listen to my thoughts. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful time. To be Let's take this a little opportunity also to remind you that in our run-up to the NFL season, you don't want to miss out on all of the fantasy advice that you will need to uh, you know do well in your fantasy drafts and hopefully your league coming up this season. We are uh, We are going to be embarking on the fantasy football quarter marathon because we're not doing 24 hours of this stuff but we I will do but tank said no no absolutely not uh we will do six hours so six hours on thursday only on the youtube stream completely uncensored from noon until 6 p.m we'll have all of your fantasy football advice fun answer your questions as well uh on the YouTube stream. So go to the sportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe. So you'll get the notification when we go live at noon on Thursday. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page where the stream will be up after this here program. You just go ahead and sign up for the battle of the belt, do all the things. And then when we do these promos, you can just put your fingers in your ears and go, I've already done that. The state of all 32 NFL teams. This is today's power ranking. We went through and ranked every team in all of the important categories, ownership, coach, front office, your talent, your quarterback, and then we total all those together. Lowest score is on top. We are now down to the top eight in the NFL. And at number eight... The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when your front office and your head coach are this good, <laughs> it mitigates a lot. It, it does, but you you do have a very talented team. Mm-hmm. Specifically, a very talented defense. Yeah. You have an improved offensive line. I like your skill position, guys. It all falls back on Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will see him at 20 and go, do you really think he's the 20th best quarterback in the league? No. But he's on a rookie deal. That bumps him up. Yes. This takes into not only into account not only the talent of your quarterback, but also what you're paying him and how much you are committed to paying him and what he can be worth to your franchise in that regard. I I I understand it. The front office, the Omar Khan taking over as the GM, we said that that is just the greatest hire that you can make. Mm-hmm. In that scenario, been with this franchise for a long, long time. And the beat goes on, and they just keep drafting right. smartly. He immediately comes in and gets a second round pick, first pick in the second round for Chase Claypool, who was a broken toy in Pittsburgh. And then he ended up what? Oh, no, broken toys. You're, you're really denigrating Chase Claypool. He's a good player, he wasn't worth a second round pick. That's, the, that's all of the problems now. All right, he was a three in Pittsburgh. Now he's a three in, in Chicago. He's still fine. He's the same deep threat that he was before. The problem is now he doesn't have Ben Roethlisberger. He's got Justin Fields. And trusting that is like uh, trusting me around your Taco Bell. That's how you end up hungry. They saw the wave ending in the in the draft, and they moved up to go get the tackle. Broderick Jones. They added some to the offensive line to improve that. And the defense is just going to be really, really solid. I didn't believe in them last year. And they made me shut up pretty much at the end of the season. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to look at this team and undersell them again. They can be in competition. Uh, They can be competitive in their division. I don't think they can win it. They could. 
could. But I don't think I don't they like will. your chances of winning it, but they could make the playoffs. It Absolutely. Would shock me least. They could be the second best team in this division, and it won't shock me all that much. Because things are in flux to a point with some of the other teams in the division. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very stable once. franchise. Yeah, it's the, the stablest of all the franchises. I say for one that's way up at the top. Number seven. The Cincinnati Bengals. Ownership. You rank the owner. It. You rank the owner. I think that's low. Personally. Okay. I look, I, I know Paul Brown had many years mm-hmm. of wait, he did what? He the daughter is handling handling a lot of this now. It may even be the daughter in law. And there's it definitely shows. Taking care of guys. The the Burrow thing would worry me way more 15 years ago with this team, mm-hmm. a la what happened with Carson Palmer, than it does now. I'm not worried about it. You put him at 28. I mean, I'm not sitting here telling you that I had him at five. Right. But I think that's too low. I would have been somewhere like middle of the league. Okay. And that would have pushed them all the way up to four, I think. Yeah. I think if, if I had ranked the ownership, they would have been – Four or five. I don't remember which one. But, I mean, I get it. You're a little older than me. You got a whole lot of you got a whole lot of years of remembering what the Bengals were. Mm-hmm. But to have him, like, having him behind Shad Khan makes no sense to me. Because <laughs> he is a yard barker, and that irks me. That made one good hire. Mm-hmm. I feel like Paul Brown, I feel like the Brown family, I keep saying that one individual. I feel like the Brown family is really changing the perception of this organization it all stems from joe okay sure i can see that but i have way too much history to rely on of this just being a dumpster fire franchise and never making the right move to make you legitimate contenders that's why i handed ownership to you i mean i remember much deeper depth of knowledge than i I remember those great years of marvin lewis where this team was a playoff contender every year and they never could win a playoff game. They could win 13 games in a regular season and never win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. It was just one thing that was missing, and maybe they figured it out. Maybe that. Maybe now they have the perfect solution to finally getting over the hump and winning that elusive Super Bowl that they have been seeking. But I just, yeah. This is still an excellent team. They are going to be at the top of the league, and they will vie for another Super Bowl. The the other thing that gets them is Zach Taylor. Uh, yes, we're much higher on him now than we were before because we had him at 32, I think, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I still, I, I I mean, I don't see him as an elite coach. I think he's a he's a fine, he's good. But that roster is that roster one to fifty three is absolutely special. Number six, the San Francisco Forty ers Hmm. Uh quarterback that's <laughs> if if you got what is it if you got more than one quarterback you don't have one if you got two you sure as the world don't have one well they and have three yeah they have they have one they just refuse to do the smart thing and hand him the job and his name is samuel oh alexander darnold the fourth esquire if sam darnold had a shot at starting for this team we would know it by now uh, he does if you look at the betting markets it tells you that Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Eighth most likely player to win comeback player of the year. Uh, four of them had catastrophic injuries in front of him. Mm-hmm. Just telling you. I, I 
I can't tell you he's going to be he the higher starter. or lower than Trey Lance on that comeback player. Trey Lance behind him. Really? Mm-hmm. That, that kind of shocks me. I'm just telling you. Uh, I, I I'm not. I don't in any way claim to be the smartest man on the planet. But I'm going to tell you this. You're in a division with Sean McVay and Pete Carroll and Jonathan Gannon, who's a really good defensive coach. I saw the limitations of Brock Purdy on film. I promise you they did too. Mm-hmm. They did. It's a very, another very stable organization. I am not as high on Kyle Shanahan as you are. We argued about him for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, I think and he's I finally very... resolved the eight was fine. I mean, he's a very good coach. He's just never won the big one. And there are, I mean, there are a lot of things that, a lot of things that you could point to and go, well, X was the reason why. Jimmy Garoppolo missing the pass in the Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady and the ultimate, you know, the ultimate collapse of Dan Quinn's defense mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I think he's just caught a bad break with injuries Man, and it's things. Weird. It's weird how a guy catches that many bad breaks. Mm-hmm. He's the exact opposite of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And at some point, it's going to change. And San Francisco will hoist that Lombardi trophy. Kyle Shanahan, you know, luck like that. I don't, even know, I don't even know how you get that unlucky. Fall in a bucket of lollipops and come out sucking your thumb. I, I, <laughs> I, I, that's weird how that – it's weird how that works. Mm-hmm. How many coaches could you make the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers and win a Super Bowl? Off the top of my head? Yeah. About seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Everybody in front of Kyle Shanahan. If all of those ke- and a coaches- couple behind him, actually. Oh, because nice. we had Bill ranked one spot behind him, and I, I, frankly, I look at Bill Belichick, go, you would have won one eventually. Interesting. I, I'm a believer. I guess I will always be a believer. Well, to me, the thing about Kyle Shanahan is he's one of those people that I, I think he thinks he's smarter than he is, and now he's getting to the point where he's outsmarting himself. That's quite possible. Like you're trying to do all of these things, and I get why you're doing. Just find what you're good at and do that. <laughs> and for the love of God, find a new medical team. Like, yeah, something ain't right there. They're hurt every single year. Yes, they are. Uh, at number five, it's the Seattle Seahawks. And that may seem high, but man, that's a that's another stable franchise. Weird how all of the stable franchises are coming off the board right here. Remember when we thought? Remember, remember when we thought that this was a tank job? They were bringing in Geno Smith because they know they're bad and they want to have top pick in the next draft and blah 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 blah. Man, that's dumb, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, because this team came out last year and it was just a complete you know rebirth. They were as good as they were when Russell Wilson was in town. And you got you got to give them credit for that. They drafted incredibly well over the last couple of years. Well, I mean, this is what I was talking about with Arizona. All right, they fleeced the Detroit or the uh, Denver Broncos on Russell Wilson. They completely remade the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, from top to bottom, it's really hard to find a deficiency on this team. And now they're really deep. And everybody keeps coming to Geno Smith, going, "But, but Geno Smith, look, I watched those Jet years with Geno Smith." I don't think Joe Montana could have won with that Jets team. He was put in a horrible situation with a coach that did not like him and did not want him. Then he bounced around the league, gets here. Uh, and I'm not sure Pete Carroll couldn't win with anybody in that system. Mm-hmm. 
and Geno Smith constitutes as anybody. Yep. Last year he was incredibly solid, and if his name was Geno Johnson, you wouldn't hold it against him what he did in the past. Mm-hmm. He would be, hey, that kid's pretty good. This team is pretty pretty stacked. And I think that they are going to be – they'll be a threat in the NFC. They're, they're my three, I think, in the NFC as a whole. They're your two. You have them above San Francisco, and I think they're behind San Francisco. So we're, we, we both got the message. I hope the rest of the NFC got the message as well. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish it out with the top four in the state of the NFL Power Rankings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Are you Beer City's best fantasy football player? Your chance to prove it is back. The Sportsocracy's Battle for the Belt is back for year two with two ways to win. Our standard contest and the new Eliminator Challenge for the most hardcore of football fans. Play fantasy football with us every week of the NFL season and compete for a cause with proceeds benefiting Evelyn Charity's St. Nicholas Prize. Project. Register today at thesportsocracy.com and take your shot at the title of Beer City's Fantasy Football Champion. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. It's ESPN Asheville, back live in the Ingalls studio. The top four of today's power rankings. It is the state of all 32 NFL teams. Number four. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, It was asked in the YouTube comments uh, by Bill Booty Cheeks. He says, which team... <laughs> he changed his name. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, which team tricks their fans the most? Is it the Bills or the 49ers? Uh, d- d- both. C, all of the above. <laughs> uh, my answer would be the Bills. But, I, I mean, I get it. Hey, at, at least San Francisco has been to a Super Bowl. And lost. So? Yeah, their last Super Bowl win, I was seven years old. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just but making the math math. And how old were you the last time the Buffalo Bills won a Super Bowl? Well, here's the thing. As a 37-year-old man, uh, any answer that is single digits has been long enough that I don't – we're splitting hairs now. <laughs> of All right, uh, it's been somebody that can vote. It's almost somebody that can run for president. So uh, – 35 years, 65 years. Really that big a difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills come in at number three in the quarterback scale. They yes, because that, that Josh Allen deal is, is – it, it's going to age quite nicely. They come in at uh, number four on the front office scale. The big detriment with Buffalo still falls into Opie Taylor's brother. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy Sean McDermott, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't 
think I'm ever going to. Top 10 in ownership. Pagula with the mm-hmm. with the new stadium deal that they've got going there, and that's going to be phenomenal when and that gets open. They've drafted well. You, you've got you got high marks on everything. Yep, except except I don't love Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. It always comes back. Is Opie Taylor a good uh, Opie Taylor's brother or Opie Taylor's brother? Excuse me. He has le- he actually has more hair than Ron Howard, but just fractionally, <laughs> but and only a little bit but, less than you. Yeah. But but he's way more attractive than Clint Howard. That is, there's no doubt oh, about yeah. that. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Uh, anyway, the he Buffalo looks like Bills. he's imitating Sling Blade. And all that. <laughs> <laughs> Question is, potatoes. can the Buffalo Bills get it done this year? And I guess this year is as good as any. I, I probably like Buffalo less now than I have in the last five years, so this would be a great time for you to win one. Number three. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. best drafting team in the league. Yeah, and it doesn't change. No. Uh, Eric DaCosta... Ozzy knows him. Doesn't matter. Harbaugh's Brian an elite Billick, coach. John Harbaugh. Weird. Quarterbacks. Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson. Trent Dilfer. Just lather, rinse, repeat. You keep doing this. If. Are they, they the third best team in the NFL? Healthy. No. They're the third best franchise in the NFL. Yes. And if they can stay healthy, they got a shot. But they've had a shot every year. <laughs> There's like a hardball curse or something. Jim was in San Francisco. John's in Baltimore, and uh, and they, horrible they had medical to face things each other. happen every single. Day. I was gonna say they the had light, to face each other. The for lights one went of- out in that Super Bowl, and I'm telling you, like a, a, a curse was put upon both of them. You never be healthy again. Baltimore Ravens at number three. At number two, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I felt like this should be pretty one and well, yeah. two here should have been pretty obvious yeah the total score for the number two team the philadelphia eagles amongst 20, all of them is 22 22 half of that is your coach because mm-hmm. nick sirianni is he great or is his team great i think he's good and the team is really talented and howie roseman does a phenomenal job of putting a front office or putting a, a team together he's number mm-hmm. one in front office mm-hmm Jeff Lurie's really high in ownership, and Jalen Hurts is really high among quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't see another team standing in their way in their division, and I really Dallas don't, stands in their way. I really Dallas don't know close. how close they are. Or I don't know how close anybody else is to them overall in the NFC. To me, I've I've long said this: it's Phillies at the top. Yep, you got Dallas, Seattle, San Francisco in some order. Detroit pretty much by themselves, and then you get into the New Orleans, the the Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. I don't know what order order they're going to finish in, but I feel pretty solid. That's the top five, mm-hmm. and well, if you, top four because I could see a pass. Chicago wins the North. Here's the thing: I believe if they don't make a return trip to the Super Bowl this season, will be looked at as a, as a, as a failure because it gets way harder down the line. And I don't know if that's fair. All I, of I, these things are cyclical. And look, you remember back in the day where it, the NBA All-Star game, you just look at things and go, my God, how are this many talented players in one conference? Four years later, they're, well, and now we're here. Mm-hmm. That's how sports works. Uh, Eat and Sleep Football says, uh, asks, is he the only one that is concerned that Philly lost both of their coordinators? No. Uh, nope. Scares me to death. But that roster is too talented for it to, for it to be that huge of a difference right doesn't doesn't scare me at all and you get 17 weeks to figure it out right so and then number one 
We all know. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Uh, highest, the highest number they had in this entire thing. Owner, front office, coach, quarterback, overall roster. Was overall roster, and they're four. Their final score was 11. There are eight teams that didn't have higher than an 11. Right. Everything was lower than that. Kansas when, City is they're the model franchise. They're the modern day New England Patriots. They're going to be a pain every single year. It doesn't matter who comes. It doesn't matter who goes. As long as Andy Reid is the one calling the plays and Pat Mahomes is the one executing them. Yes, that's just the way it is. It is. That this is. is Bill and Brady all over again. It's just much flashier than it was back then. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We will not be with you tomorrow. Jeremy and his dad are going to go hang out down at Panther training camp, see the New York Jets come into town for the joint practices. Uh, Again, I will be at the doctor with my wife. We would appreciate any thoughts and prayers on, uh, on, on good outcomes for that visit at the doctor. We will be back with you for the fantasy football quarter marathon on Thursday, only on the YouTube stream because Braves baseball will be here on ESPN noon until six. Only on YouTube, we will see you Thursday.